Welcome to Three and Out, another version. Dustin Pierce, David McReynolds, I'm Gary Dre. We're going to give you the usual. We're going to talk about some local high school football. We'll talk a little bit of college football, remembering that we have a team here, UTPB, and then we'll move on to our three topics. We'll be out of here. First of all, David and I had the opportunity to go up to Amarillo, Tascosa, called the Midland High game. Midland High beat Tascosa 49-42 to keep their district playoff hopes alive, David. Wow, we that was so unexpected. You know, uh, Tascosa was ranked uh, like 119th in the state. Uh, Midland High was ranked 500 and something <laughs> in the state. So yeah. we went into that game with low expectations, and Midland High came out as a team on a mission. Uh, with some urgency, I guess they just really realized that they uh, if they were going to have any kind of a season at all. This was the moment to make it happen, and so impressed with the just all around performance we saw. You know, for the offense to score forty nine points is a huge accomplishment for this team. We've seen them struggle over and over this year. So, kudos to coach and any pre- all that preparation that they put in. They had that off week obviously helped them a ton. Uh, kind of reassess and set up so I think that they just did a tremendous job it was exciting and it's always exciting for us we we kind of are partial to Sam Hollander so it's awesome to watch him get another touchdown catch and uh, make a a really great catch I'm not sure if the video did it justice it it was a tough catch because he was a short guy he had to go up and get that ball Mm -hmm. in full stride two defenders and then uh, turn the corner and stay in bounds and make it up sideline so it was a very impressive play by Sam I think was part of the spark that kept their offense moving. That was early enough in the game to give them momentum. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, the offensive line, give credit to those guys, Villanueva, Vasquez, Ramos, Lopez, Nanez, Sanchez, all those guys just played phenomenally. And it was basically give the ball to the running back or fake the ball to the running back, have him open the hole and sudden safety and just followed them. I think he had 159 yards rushing, team rushed for – 419, three 100-yard three rushers uh, between Sapien Gates and DQ Harris for the first second time in school history. Sorry about that. So very impressive. Throw an interception the first possession of the game and then score on your next five. Well, and don't half. forget to start district play. Tascosa was ranked 13th in the state. That's right. They were 5-0, and wow. ranked 13th. Then uh, they beat Odessa High and then Lee beat them. And uh, and I, I, you've seen Tascosa kind of decline a little bit since, but at one time they were five and zero, thirteenth in the state. So that's a huge win. And let me tell you this: this is random fact. Coach Hartman called this. Lee's coach said he, he called goes, the upset. Yeah, he goes, just wait. He goes, mark my words, Midland High will beat Tascosa. Wow. Well, one thing that Coach Anaskavich and I talked about earlier in the week is the possibility that their schedule might have caught up to them because you have to remember in the non-district season they played all local teams up there meaning mm-hmm. they're going to have to play 4A teams mm-hmm. and 4A so, and 5A schools yeah they just yeah. wiped the slate clean in their first district games against Odessa High so who other than friendship is you would argue is potentially this, the one of the weaker teams of the district so uh, but to start 0-5 from Midland High and to say with two games left that if you win one you're virtually in the playoffs. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, this week mm-hmm. is a different story. San Angelo Central mm-hmm. quarterback Maverick MacGyver come to town. San Angelo Central I think is ranked 13th or 14th now in the state. So uh 
just a, just a machine. They lose players, they replace players every year. Somebody graduates and somebody comes in and replaces them with a win. They uh, they win their fifth straight district championship, and that's tough to say out here in two six eight. So that's going to be broadcast on KFZX. Classic Rock 102.1, David and I and Steve Bowerman will have that game. Um, so we'll see what happens. You know, never say never in District 26A on a Friday night. It's going to be warm, and so uh, we're looking forward to that. Midland High travels to Friendship. You guys are going to – is Luke going with you? Yeah, so, Lee travels. I'm sorry. What did I say? Midland, Midland High. No, yeah, you're good. I, I was... just said Midland High. Sorry yeah. about that, folks. Midland <laughs> High, we play at home. No wonder you gave me a funny Yeah, game. I was like, uh... Lee travels to Friendship. Yeah, Lee's uh, coming off an off week in which they travel to uh, 0-9 Friendship wow. uh, to take on the Tigers at People Bank Stadium. So, you know, kind of an interesting game if you think about it. This is Friendship's last game of the year because they're off on the 10th. Their bye week is the last week. So essentially their season ends on Friday night, which, to be honest, that could set you up in such a way. This is senior night. Uh, Friendship could really try to go out big. You never know. I mean, it could be an interesting way. This is the senior's last game, regardless of which way you crunch it. When it comes to Lee, they were really, really banged up. They just kind of gutted out that win against Odessa High. And so in the offseason, they were worried about getting guys better. Uh, defensively, Adriel Burnett's going to be out. Isaiah Harvey's going to play uh, outside linebacker this week. They're going to sit out Logan Acosta and Carl Taylor, two great secondary guys. They have concussion-like symptoms. Uh, play Oscar Valdez uh, and a guy named J.J. Uh, at safety and corner, respectively. Just kind of get those key secondary guys healed up against a team who may be a little bit lesser than, right? Yep. Uh, but we do know Isaiah Nunez and Cougar Rodriguez are back and uh, some other key defensive linemen are back. Um, really, when it comes to friendship, Coach said they throw 46 times a game has been their average. 46 times a game. So they're looking to try to disrupt that. They're going to start three freshmen. Friendship is right? So they're already trying to rebuild that program, getting those younger guys in. And uh, defensively, kind of unconventional, a little bit blitz-heavy. So, you know, I'll be honest, Coach Hartman, he said it's not. It's actually not fun playing 0-9 teams because you lose to an 0-9 team and, you know, it could really hurt your season. They won't. Lee won't. But they're trying to make sure that they don't get down for them, that they still play up, treat this as a great um, – kind of appetizer course for a big-time showdown against Permian, Permian to end the season. Yeah. So the Permian-Lee game, let's let's be honest. Lee's going to beat Friendship. Uh, I'm not going to predict the San Angelo. I, I predict San Angelo will most likely win most the district, likely. let's say. So Permian and Lee play in what is the battle for second and third, but I think that has some implications on who gets the home – Round. They're going to both be in the big division, but I think second place is guaranteed their first playoff game as a home game. So that's going to have some big implications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, for us. Yeah, especially. Long, long games, those first games, whether it's El Paso or the Metroplex. So you guys are going to be on KCRS. Yes. Uh, so the, both, of those, both of those start at 7. Uh, remember the uh, iOS, if you've uploaded or upgraded to iOS 11, you have to go to the website of the station 
and then scroll down, you'll see app, take that, save it in your favorites, and then that's how you just sort of push and play. So also uh, in district, the other game is, uh, let's see, friendship. No, I'm sorry. Uh, what is the other game? Oh, the Odessa High Permian game. Yes, Odessa High Permian. Yeah. Sorry about that. So, and then next week, the final games will be San Angelo Central, Tascosa. Again, big implications. Midland High uh, at Odessa High Permian at Lee. So, that's sort of what's going on District 2-6A. Let's move to the other local schools. So, uh, talk about, let's talk about Midland Christian first. They took a Sort of a uh, an injured team uh, mm-hmm. over to Wall. Wall's number two in the state in three A. Midland Christian loses forty to twenty one, and just just a game that that really never was in their favor. So they fall to six and two on the season with a couple of key wins over some big district, uh, you know, district six A teams, mm-hmm. and then uh, they also beat Brock, who at the time I think was ranked number two or three. Mm-hmm. They're back to number seven or eight now. But most importantly in district, Millen Christian is 2-0. and This week they travel up to Frisco to play Legacy Christian Academy, who has not won a district game. I, I, I think they're just, from what I've heard, they're terrible. <laughs> and so it's sort of the same situation as Lee. Don't be looking so far ahead because next week in their final game, they host Fort Worth Christian. Fort Worth Christian has sort of become, I guess, their rival in this this division, and uh, they're also 2-0. So that's going to be a big game next week as Midland Christian hosts Fort Worth Christian. And Midland Christian, barring the injuries, you know, expected to make it to the state semis or the finals. And this is sort of your year to shine because the next three years – They've already been vaulted to the next division. To the next of, division. Oh, have they? Oh, yes. Yeah. That was decided like a week and a half, two weeks ago. So Really? Wow. Unfortunately for Greg McClendon yeah. and company, the struggles may begin again as they go to uh, TAPS Division One next year. And I think it's a three-year set. Remember, I think it was year before last, they went through a They were up there two and year. they moved down. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. Also on the local side, Greenwood, they beat Pecos 56-42. to They are 2-2 two and two in district. And so they uh, can secure a playoff spot this week as they play um, La Mesa. They host La Mesa, La Mesa 0-4. So look for Greenwood to win that and make the playoffs, and then they finish off at Sweetwater. So that's a big step there for first-year coach Jared Sanderson over in Greenwood. Trinity, unfortunately, uh, they were off last week. They're 0-6, uh, 0-2 in district, and they host another non-district game against Lake County. And uh, then they play a division, a district game against Lubbock Christian. There's only four teams in their district, so uh, mm-hmm. you only get three district games. Sort of a weird yeah. scenario. Mm-hmm. So How many teams go to a playoff? I, you know, I, I think in TAPS, <laughs> It's not necessarily every district gets four teams. I okay. think they actually look at Straight if you're a teams. weak, yeah. If yeah. you're a if you're a strong district, you could actually send more teams, and this okay. another one maybe fewer. So that's good. anyway, we'll keep you posted there. So moving along to college, let's talk about UTPB. Yeah, so UTPB coming off a really uh, tough loss against Midwestern State, 66-8. to They beat them here at Grande. You know, kind of interesting, uh, 12 players at Midwestern State kneeled 
for the national anthem. Is that right? So that's kind of how that whole game got off uh, to a start. Yeah, it was reported by uh, the MRT writer Chris Hadorn. He he reported that twelve Midwestern state players kneeled. Wonder if they would have done that at home in Wichita. Exactly. Ball. Just an it's an it's an interesting thing that that's even dripping down into the college ranks now. Just wait, you're going to see it in the high school ranks and then so forth. Uh, but Midwestern State, number five team in the nation, undefeated. They plowed uh, UTPB. I mean, honestly, UTPB did not, does not stand a yeah. chance. Midwestern State has kind of formed themselves into a D2 power of sorts. They've been like this for, for some time now. Uh, but former Midland High uh, Bulldog Brandon and Fiesto had 75 yards on 16 carries. Um, and so that's good for for the former Falcon. Um, next game is against Texas A&M Commerce. That's in Commerce at 4 o'clock on Saturday. So really, uh, then they'll end their season against Angelo State. So UTPB is trying to kind of limp on home, <laughs> finish, continue to build this program. What's interesting, though, that uh, Saturday's game was at Grande. First college football game at yeah. Grande from a D2 yeah. standpoint. So... Uh, of course, you know, Tech has scrimmaged out there and had some different things. And so, interesting to see if that trend continues. Grande, a great place what for was the a football attendance? game. Do we know what um, the not sure of the exact attendance. Probably more than 124 the week before. Of the week before. <laughs> yeah. In Oklahoma, when they were up in, in Miami, Oklahoma. Uh, 124, 124 attendance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, that team, Quincy, was terrible. Yeah, I was just yeah. curious to see if Midland, uh, you know, supported them as, as Odessa successfully. Do not okay. have uh, attendance numbers on that, uh, but regardless, that's a game <laughs> got out of hand yeah. early. Yeah, uh, 24-0 by the end of the uh, first quarter and uh, 38-6 at halftime. All right, let's move along. Big 12, so you've got seven. You've got three teams at 7-1 and one in conference. OU, Oak State, TCU, but don't forget Iowa State. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Apparently. I mean, the, the marquee matchup this week is Oklahoma-Oklahoma State, obviously. Uh, you know, Oklahoma's on a three-game win streak. Oklahoma State on a four-game win streak. Uh, State lost to TCU, and they've been uh, undefeated since. And so this this will be a big one. And honestly, um, I have not – it's it's hard to say because I haven't been impressed with either team as of late. You know, but I think OU gets that one done. I think an interesting matchup too is Texas TCU. I think Texas, yes, because I actually think Texas has a chance to hand TCU their second straight loss, and I I think TCU is going to finish the Big Twelve season in the middle of the pack. I think TCU is hot. I think Kenny Hills kind of hit his ceiling. I think he's done. I think the DeSoto quarterback is going to start getting some reps. But, again, we'll see. It's Big 12 football, and I'm a Longhorns fan. You know, I I think Texas D has played great the last month, especially against Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and Oak State. But TCU, I think their defense can more aptly neutralize Texas offense than vice versa. Well, hey, TCU put up seven points against yeah. Iowa State. Well, seven. Yeah, seven offensive points. Seven offensive right. points. So I'm I don't know. I mean, I am not going to be surprised in the slightest degree if Texas upsets TCU. Yeah. And uh I'm not going to be surprised if TCU again, like I said, finishes in the middle of the back. Wow. TCU, I think TCU loses a couple more. Yeah, TCU is a seven point favorite. TCU so. and Oklahoma haven't played yet, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So that yeah, that's one of That'll be, be another, another one. good game. Iowa yeah. State, they're they're uh, Fifth, they moved up to or started fifteenth in the bowl 
playoffs. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that in a little mm-hmm. bit. They uh, play West Virginia at West Virginia. That's and a big game because West Virginia, um, they're although they're three, yeah, they're three and two in conference. But West Virginia, they they've been a ranked team most of the year. Yes. So, so and then also, also we always mention our uh, for our favorite Aggies out there, A and M, another big game hosting Auburn, and uh, this is sort of they're getting to the half twos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting scenario to see what happens with some. With some, that that's in my mind. That's the only A and M storyline right now. Yeah, what happens to Coach Sumlin at the end of this season? Yeah. So we'll so. keep you apprised. They play Auburn, and they are fifteen point dogs yeah. at home. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not sure what's going to happen there. All right, so let's move on uh, to the three and out. Portion. You ready for Heisman updates, Dave? You bet. Yeah, we've had a little bit of a shakeup. You know, last week looking at Saquon Barkley, he had nine first place votes. This week is a totally different picture. He gets six first place votes instead of nine out of the the guys that they have that participate in this. Mainly because he just didn't have the. He only had 44 yards rushing. Didn't he run the opening kickoff back? And then just was shut down. Yeah, 44 yards rushing. That was a really interesting game, yeah. if you saw that. It's crazy. Uh, Ohio State's resolve at the end was yeah. absolutely insane. Penn State has a 14-0 lead. Yeah. And then just squanders. Yeah. So that I think that affected a bit of his. He's still in first place in the, in the Heisman out watch. But Baker Mayfield made a little resurgence just because he had such good numbers. Yeah. Last week, I mean, his rushing wasn't that great. He had 20 yards rushing last week. And I don't know that 281 yards is a great passing game, but he looked strong. And Is Bryce Love, he's third? Bryce Love he is third. He didn't play. Yeah, and I then mean, JT Barrett, look out. And JT Barrett, yeah, that the other side of the Ohio State-Penn State game, he had an amazing game, which just rose his stock con- considerably. Is he, is he fourth? He's fourth. And then Josh Adams. From Notre Dame rounds that out. Yeah. So JT Barrett wasn't even in the top five last week. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He no, broke into the top five. His performance single handedly catapulted. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They play at Iowa this week. So it's going to be interesting. Saquon could, uh, yeah, he could he could throw that thing away. He well, could. I, I, like honestly, I, I think his, um, but his all platform, yards. so to speak, has been gradually declining. Mm-hmm. Week by week by week. I mean, he played really well against Michigan. And then he kind of, you know. But, well, if, but you look, look at, at it. It's all purpose yards. It's for all him. purpose it's yards. Also, purpose. that run back the kick of the kickoff, that's a 90, 100 yards. That was so he's up deal. to 140 for that the game. That was a big deal. Yeah. So it's not like he fell off the chart. That's true. So we'll see what happens there. So uh, playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. We're talking playoffs. So the first round of the playoffs came out Tuesday from the uh, playoff committee. And, and I will say, I think, I, I, I question a little bit Oklahoma being at number five, but I think the top seven is pretty darn accurate. So it's Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, OU, Ohio State. Penn State, mm-hmm. uh, and then you go TCU, Wisconsin, Miami. So Miami still has to play Notre Dame. That's ten versus three. Notre Dame has a tough schedule. They still have to play NC State, who's twenty, Miami, who's ten, Stanford, who's twenty-one. Their only losses to Georgia. So 
this is to sum this all up, and we'll probably talk about it each week. I think in for sure is the winner of the SEC title game, and I think yeah. out for sure is the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see what happens because there are still four unbeaten's in college, which are Georgia, Alabama, Wisconsin, and Miami. Mm-hmm. You have to argue that if Wisconsin and Miami run the table, mm-hmm. how do you leave them out? You can't That's leave just them right. out. That's exactly right. I don't think, but if an Alabama-Georgia is close in the SEC championship game. You have to put them. There are so many scenarios. That's why we need to expand beyond fourteen. We need to go to eight. <laughs> no, we need to go to a full playing field. Let's 64. go sixty-four <laughs> and take like. Let's just don't go to class for the first month and a half. Let's just have playoffs, man. Let's make it fun again. Make we'll, the NCAA great again. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely a proponent of. Eight, and we'll see what happens after that. So, all right, Dustin. Hey, tell us about the Houston Astros, my yeah. childhood love yeah. of a baseball team. You know, as you kind of wrap up from my three and out portion, I think the Astros are a really interesting story. Obviously, last night at the time this was recorded, Astros became uh, World Series champion, their, their first in franchise history. But what's really, really interesting is the story behind that. Back in 2014, the Sports Illustrated published an amazing article. Do yourself a favor and Google search that 2014 Sports Illustrated article on the Astros. It is a fascinating read in which they prophesized, I'm going to use that word, that uh, the Astros would win the World Series in 17. And what I take from that is the Astros did three things that I think are just absolutely incredible because we always talk about how baseball presents the most life lessons, you know. Mm -hmm. Then you take baseball's front office here and the Astros... In 2005, they go to the World Series, they lose. And then all those household names, Berkman, Bagwell, all those guys leave. So then they just are terrible. Um, and so the Astros did three things. They addressed a problem. We're terrible. We are not winning. We have got to figure something out. And so they hired a new general manager. They shook some things around in the front office. And then they brought in a guy. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to say it. But he was a guy who was a professional blackjack player, and he was also a NASA researcher. He read Moneyball, and he goes, you know what? I could do that. So they bring him in, and he begins to help them address the problem. And then number two, they come up with a solution. And the solution is they're going to draft better. And in order to draft better, they know they're going to have to be terrible for a while. So number three, they trusted the process. Losing over 100 games. Three Three years years in a row, having the lowest salary in Major League Baseball and the lowest attendance. But they were making the most money at one time during those losing years. Exactly right. And so all of those three things, addressing a problem, injecting a solution, trusting the process... And they won the World Series in 2017. And it looks like they're going to be able to form a team that's going to have a run at it for the next three years. So I just thought that was such a beautiful lesson. And when you read the things that they did to really address this problem, most teams address the problem by going after free agents. They address the problem by saying, scrap free agents. We're going to draft really, really well. And we're going to come up with a process and a system that's going to help us draft the best talent. And we're not just going to make it like we're going after widgets. We're also going to go after the person. So there's a personality thing into this. I mean, the article is fascinating. And the fact that they actually won the World Series, it's just, it's really, really cool. That's why you love sports. Last thing I'll say, 
I am fed up with the NFL. Just I almost can't. I can't watch anything but the Cowboys. Cowboys just because it's childhood. Yeah. The NBA. Why is that even yeah. a thing? Yeah. But the Major League Baseball, in my mind, that is the best professional sport going right now. I love Major League Baseball, and this World Series just made me love it even more. It was an amazing World Series, um, and it's cool to see what the Astros did to get to get to where they are and to win the first franchise title. Yeah, awesome. All right, congrats to the Strohs. Okay, there you have it. Three and out for Dustin, David, and Gary. Did you do your three and out? I did. I talked about the playoffs. The playoffs. Okay, I, I didn't know that was your three and out. Yes. I, I apologize. I was like, I thought that was still part of our segment. No. So, okay. Just, uh, I'm going to bring you the playoff update for Beautiful. Weeks, Beautiful. I love it. I All love right. It. That's what we have for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember to listen to Dustin and Luke on yes. KCRS tomorrow night. That's Friday night at 7 o'clock. As they bring you Lee at Friendship, David and Steve and I will bring you San Angelo Central at Midland High on KFZX. So we'll talk to you next week, and uh, thanks for listening.